Our New Year's resolution was to in no way improve anything about our program. So far, so good. This is Rad Radio. We got this email earlier this morning, R-A-D at radradio.com. It's from Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. She wrote in as soon as she heard that Ian from tech to you was going to be on. Uh, and we, we, will, we will try to squeeze in questions. Uh, if you want to uh, do like Caitlin did and email us, uh, R-A-D at radradio.com. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Ian's here for a few reasons. Tech to you Tuesday is back today at its new time, uh, 11 a.m. We're going to go over some of the stuff that Ian will be talking about uh, in a few minutes. And remember, in Sacramento, it's now on 104.7 FM, 890 a.m., right after uh, the Mixed Pick Sports Show that Steve Mickelson and I uh, do. But there's also some really, really big tech stories that are really relatable and important that we, we've got to get to so that Ian can explain them to us and either scare the hell out of us or calm us down. <laughs> but I'm starting with Caitlin, Ian, because uh... th- this is so relatable as well. You're a parent. Yep. And there's a lot of concerns with tech. And she's oh, yeah. got a couple of really specific questions that I know will, will go a long way with a lot of people in the audience. Says, uh, we have two kids, 9 and 11 years old. They're both starting to use Chromebooks and laptops to do schoolwork. And we're also considering other options for them that would require a lot of work be done through a program on the computer called Time for Learning. Mm-hmm. We are very strict in what our kids have access to. What are some apps, add-ons, extensions, et cetera, we can use to keep the kids from being able to stumble on inappropriate content and sites? I am not very tech savvy. My husband's a little more savvy than I am, but I wanted your professional opinion. Also, is there anything that will monitor what is searched and notify us if something inappropriate has been searched? He's got a follow-up question, but this is a yeah. big one for a lot of parents. The Chromebooks are a big one, too, because the uh, the Chromebooks are, are delivered by a lot of schools to parents now uh, and say, hey, these are the devices that you can use for your kids. Um, I, the problem with Chromebooks is they're not full-fledged laptops with full operating systems where you can install software. They're basically a laptop with just a web browser, and that's it. So the account you use that that you log into on that web browser is a Google account. You can set some restrictions there through like a parental, you know, thing with Google. Um, and the teacher, uh, the, their teacher should have already advised them on how to do that portion. Uh, if, if they didn't, they can call us and we can kind of guide them through that process. Um, when it comes to like a normal laptop, I use a program on for my son called Custodio. It starts with a Q. So Custodio, but with a Q in the beginning. And uh, that's a program I like because it does tell me if he searches something that he shouldn't. It blocks it if it's not sure i can approve it from my phone it gives nice. me recaps on activity um and then i can set very specific restriction types Ooh, so I that's a program it. i recommend and then if you're using an apple or an android device they both have parental controls built in and i don't recommend a third-party program for those i'd say use the built-in ones it's not only free it's really really effective and since they're not very tech savvy mm-hmm. uh i they could probably well, they, they're probably tech savvy enough where they could google like how to use those things sure. but I, i'm sure they could also contact tech to you and absolutely you guys would want do this all the time it's actually one of the most popular services that we provide is setting up parental controls and and it's not even just parental it's it's uh in in work environments there's so many different situations uh hospitals you know you've got even doctors that you know they're allowed to use their computer as they see fit but they shouldn't be doing certain things on computers with you know patient data on them right so there's a lot of different layers of protections that we set up so her next question is uh so we took care of laptops and chromebooks there i would also like your opinion on phone services to help keep our kids and teens safe from the abundance of inappropriate content while still letting them have the ability to contact parents friends uh, Etc. Uh, us be able to GPS track them and have majority control over yeah. the phones and the content. I so uh, most people who listen to my show know that I'm an Apple user. Um, I'm a fan of them just because they kind of have a little bit more of a simple environment, but it, it often does come with a cost. Uh, but the screen time version or, or screen time. Uh, software built in on Apple devices is about as good as it gets when it comes to parental controls. Uh, On Android devices, there are, if you set the device up 
with a Google account that is a child under a different account, you'll be given options to restrict what they can use it for on that device. The process is a slight bit more cumbersome. It's a very easy YouTube search to show you how to do it. Um, but my keep it black and white, I recommend using what's built in on the phones and not going out to an app store and finding some of the third party thing. Not only going to pay for it, it's probably not going to work very well. Speaking of Tech to You Tuesday, it's uh, this morning and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. now, right after the Mixed Pick Sports Show with Steve and I. Uh, it'll be on uh, Rad TV. Uh, it'll, uh, you can listen at members.radradio.com. You can uh, listen to it on the Rad Radio app for free. And if you're in Sacramento, it's on the radio now at 1047 FM, 890 AM. And we, we should we should point out that people can always email in questions, mm -hmm. uh, red at radradio.com. We will get them to Ian, so on Tech to You Tuesday, he can... Um, address them. The, the The program is now pre-recorded. Right. You were doing it live from your office, mm -hmm. but as part of this really goofy tech world and Ian's schedule, now that we're putting him on the radio, now he's an actual, I mean, he's been a radio guest star, now he's a radio star. Am I a disc <laughs> jockey? Is that? Uh, have you, do, you, you, do you jockey any discs? I don't know. I mean, I have you, discs. You're then, a you, talk show host. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's it. Uh, <laughs> right. So, so the, the, the difference like between the sports show that Steve and I do, where people can call in live or email us in real time. Ian will get your emails, mm -hmm. uh, and he'll he'll save them for the the following episode. Now, now today, uh, the, this story came and went, and I sent it over to you. And I, my understanding is you do a deep dive on this. Uh, the the they're calling it the mother of all breaches. This is over a week ago, where over twenty six billion. Personal records yeah. were exposed. Biggest ever data leak, they say, from sites like Twitter, Dropbox, LinkedIn. The researchers who found it claim this breach is extremely dangerous and could prompt a tsunami of cybercrime. And no one's talking about it outside of the tech. Yeah, world. it's wild because it's becoming, it's it's like, oh, God, this is the worst thing for me to compare it to. But it's what come up first. It's like school shootings were in the news every time they happened. Yeah. And now sometimes um, yeah. you don't hear about them. And I hate to, to go to no. something that terrible, but it's, true. it's, true. it's kind of yeah. that same idea. It's, it's So um, uh, just to touch on this quickly about about that um, uh, terrible, <laughs> uh, terrible leak. This So not only is it the biggest data leak of all time, um, it will likely affect you. Like if you're listening and the people in this room and anybody that you know, you're probably going to be affected by this. But the thing is that most people don't realize that it will affect you uh, not right away. It's not like the leak happened last week, so this week you, you'll be affected. It could be a couple of years. It could be a long time before, before it hits you. Um, and just to kind of give a very basic rundown of what happened, the amount of data that was leaked, which mostly the most important thing is it includes usernames and passwords. So let's say that they got a username and password from LinkedIn, LinkedIn Dropbox, Twitter. Those are three of the major players who had their data leaked. A lot of this data is old. Some of it's like six months to a year old, even in, in like, in some cases, a couple years old. But how often, when's the last time you changed your password for some third party account that you hardly ever use, right? Mm. So the, most people yeah. are still using the same credentials that they had in this leak. Now, the reason why this is a problem is that all of these usernames and passwords are going to get collected, put into a program, and then checked on like a thousand different websites. So let's just take me as an example. So my username's Ian Reader. My password is some combination of some common phrase that I use all the time. And then that they, they have that now because it was in the leak. And now what they do is they take that username and password. They go to Wells Fargo, Bank of America, PayPal. They go to Facebook. They go to Instagram. They go to um, uh, wherever I buy my electronics from. They go to O'Reilly. They go to Amazon. They go to every single website you can think of that you might have an account for, Best Buy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they check every single one of them. Until it works. Until it works. And then n once they have them, they have a nice list of every one that it works on. And if they get some good ones, if they get some nice nuggets in there like Chase, 
or maybe a tax website, QuickBooks, and they get to pull your social. Now they've got your social, your birthday, your security questions, your bank account information, your online passwords, your social media, basically everything that makes the digital you, you. And then they compile that into a tier and they say, this is the gold tier. We got everything on this guy. And we've got 3000 other people with the same information. We're gonna sell this gold tier package off on the black market for identity theft, for, for getting into bank accounts, for, for direct money laundering theft. There's so many different schemes that go on once this data gets sold. But my point is it doesn't happen right away. It's once all this information is compiled over time, it's sold to people who know how to use it. So it's the nerds like me who know how to get the data together. And then there's the guys who actually use it for the worst things you can imagine. So Ian will do a deeper dive on Tech2 Tuesday right. at 11 a.m. Is the very short answer we all need to go in and start creating new usernames and or passwords? Don't use the same password in more than one place because that this is that that's how all this happens wow. is you just use the same password too often. Right. That's what it all comes down to. So you mentioned, who'd you mention? Twitter, LinkedIn, and, and uh, Dropbox? Dropbox were the main three. Yeah, those are the no, main okay, three. Okay, but there's others, others because a lot of people will be like, like myself. I don't, I don't use any of yeah, those. Yeah, sure. But, but you might have... Signed up for a Dropbox inadvertently at some point. I, I Yeah, I no longer use it. So you're saying it doesn't matter that I no longer use it. It's deleted. Whatever I used for that. Mm -hmm. they, they still have the username and password you that. used. I so gotcha. if it's that same okay. email that you use for everything yeah. else, same password combination oh, yeah. you always use, okay. they've got no. it. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, more details on Tech to You Tuesday, 11 a.m. Um, on uh, Rad TV, the Rad app, and in Sacramento, 1047 FM, 890 AM. Uh, a lot of you know that Ian is part of the Tech to You family and therefore is part of the Circles with an S family. He's not here for Circles. Uh, <laughs> not that we don't love Circles, obviously. We've talked about it a few times today, but if that, that'll take us off track of some really big stuff. Uh, remember that John and Danny will be here this Friday. We passed a million dollars in this round of, uh, of uh, fundraising. Yes, we know the notifications are annoying as hell. <laughs> We're working on it. We, we've got a toggle switch it. that's already in there, and you can turn them off. Woo. Uh, or if you love them like Ian, <laughs> and you, you love them the reason I love them. It's like, oh, look at how engaged everybody is. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and we love that you are engaged. And, and, uh, and keep the emails coming. We'll, we'll save them for John and Danny Friday unless uh, a schmo like me uh, can, can answer them for you. But the, the, the thing that I wanted, the main thing at first that I wanted to get in, in here for is last week, another story that came and went. And I was a little surprised because of how, you know, Taylor Swift, and maybe it's just there's too much Taylor Swift. These these deep fake AI generated explicit photos of her that came out yeah. and they hit Twitter and she's in uh, you know uh, scantily clad in these weird positions and the the, ch the reason is not Taylor Swift the reason is as many people in the tech world did start to write you know you and I were talking about there's a George Carlin stand up special that AI did they, there's all these scams where celebrities like one Steve Harvey is selling Medicare on YouTube it's not yeah. Steve Harvey. Russell Crowe went nuts the other day because he's selling Maltese villas or something. It's not <laughs> Russell Crowe. And, and yes, oh, we, we laugh at it because it's funny or, oh, my God, or it's not. A, but the, the, this is happening to regular people. And, yeah. and people are using this as a way to do, uh, like, deep fake porn mm -hmm. of everyday yeah. people. And, and it's been going on. And, yeah. and people, they're not paying attention. This is... When I was reading through this, man, it's this is wild. scary stuff. It's it's wild. Um, in fact, uh, here's one I saw today from a tech guy. Uh, it's a nightmare that's become a reality for more and more women in the era of artificial intelligence and deep fake porn. Uh, and it says people who create and distribute deep fake porn often do so with the same intention of those who spread revenge porn. But it's not just about sexual gratification. Sometimes it's power. Sometimes it's control. Random people. And sometimes it's if you upset someone or if you're a public. And it's. 
it's pretty easy. Did you see the uh, PTA member one? Did what? you see that? Yes. Was, yeah, that what? one was wild. So, like a, a, a mom who didn't like another mom on the PTA had a bunch of AI generated uh, porn images of her put up onto an X rated website. Wow. And this is at a Catholic school, a private school. And so the uh, woman, um, the woman who generated the images, you know, sent an anonymous email to the the principal of the school indicating what this woman is. She got kicked off the PTA. Um, She eventually sued and won. And, um, but and still, and what a nightmare! It, the pictures right? are still there, and and, yeah. and 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 students found out about it. Students are circulating these pictures. I, I mean, it's yeah. yeah you, that's where that's where regular people. It's kind of like, well, how would this? Who cares? Who? Ca-? Well, yeah. I mean, there's you don't have to be in a position of major power or authority for this to affect you in some way. I mean, who's going to do a picture of Ian the tech? T- I mean, by all means, <laughs> you know, make me look better than I do. Great, but. <laughs> If if, uh, if if those kinds of things go out for somebody, let's just say like me, I'm still going to be really embarrassed about like having to confront it to be like, yeah, you know, that's not me. It's not like I'm above it or anything, but it's just it's not me. And well, I have to say something about and it. So the, the first few problems I see is one in your example of the PTA one. She won. That's rare. Yeah. Sometimes you rare. can't even find who, who who's doing it. And two, mm-hmm. there we live in an age where people don't people believe what they want to believe. So if they're if if if. Pictures come out of you touching a child. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can say it's not you all you want. I know it's not you. There's still going to be an element of people, Mm -hmm. and they're going to start boycotting tech to you. And I mean, this is scary. I'm, 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 look, I read into this stuff. This is scary crap. It's insane what you think. And, and, and so. There are uh, regulations that we are hoping will will happen with basically almost all AI tools currently require. relatively high levels of compute power to generate realistic and believable images, um, especially videos. Um, And getting access to the software is something that, you know, is is kind of behind the, you know, keys of some kind for the most part right now. You can't just go get it. Somebody else made it. You can't make this software yourself very easily. So the regulations that we're hoping to see is that if you plan to utilize these tools, um, regardless of what the intent is of the tool, that you have to basically certify, here's who I am, and this is what I'm using it for. Mm. And then okay. the the content that you generate is effectively digitally watermarked and and linked to you. And now there, there's obviously going to be immediate blowback from the privacy advocates that are like, no, I should be able to use this for whatever I want. Nobody needs to know what I'm using my computer for. And there's an argument for that as well. But the, you're describing what is obviously something that it's not like, hey, AI came out and there's these potential impacts down the road when people get access to it. It didn't take but less than a few months for these tools to become available for them to be used for the worst things that we could imagine. And, and I mean, people always get around regulations, rules and laws, but at yeah. least it would make it harder. A few more steps because it is wildly easy from all the reading that I do. Incredibly. Easy. I, 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 I just don't even know how our founding fathers could have comprehended any of this. Honestly, you know what I mean? When we're talking about, oh, my privacy. I don't know. We're entering a different dimension of life. Right. And some of the stuff you might have to have taken away from you. Well, I mean. As far as your freedom or something. I I don't know, man. I I, I always laugh at the privacy (laughs) thing. There's almost no privacy already. We're all on camera all the time. You know, but Caitlin wrote in and, you know, the other way. She said, uh, if this really takes off when people's actual photos get hacked, they'll just say, no, those are deep fakes. Yeah, right. That's right. already happening, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you find a legitimate picture or, or film, or, you know, and, and they go, nope, nope, that's, that, 
That's fake. Okay. These conversations so, want, want me to hit an eject button. <laughs> just eject me somewhere else. <laughs> I, I don't like it because it distorts the truth within society. No one's going to be able to tell anything. Everybody's going to question everything. And yeah. how do you figure out what the truth is moving yep, forward? Exactly. And the problem with that, Kyle, is we're already there. This just adds to it. I mean, we are already living in a time where, like, as I said, people believe what they want, and it's not true. People don't believe what they want, and it is true, and vice versa. Everybody, there is no reality at, at, at all. You actually said something. <clears throat> Earlier, before before I was on the show today, you mentioned how uh, Apple had to do a big update for security bugs, and um, they did. iOS 17.3 is available. I highly recommend anybody that can get it do get it. Um, if you're using an iPhone, obviously, I go over this on my show today, um, and and in detail, I highly recommend anybody listen to it. But one of the things that they incorporated that I love, and it's something most people won't use right away, but it, it sets the groundwork for something very interesting. Um, you can do a thing where you basically turn on a a feature on your phone that authenticates who you are when you're texting. I get into the weeds more on my show, but basically imagine that whenever I, I meet someone and I hand them my business card, that on that business card is a key, a key meaning 20 digits of random letters and numbers. That's the digital Ian. <laughs> if you're ever talking to those numbers, which cannot be faked, cannot be hacked, can't be replicated in any way through AI, you're talking to Ian. Nice. And and so it now right now we're in Ooh, in the like very that. beginning stages of trying to make this work. Apple has made major strides in this most recent security update to get us to a point where the digital you can be copied as far as what we see, but can't be copied digitally and can't be authenticated. And we're getting to a, a point where I think we probably will have in our Instagram bios, in our circles descriptions about us, our public key. This is who I am. Mm. If you're talking to that key. It's me. That's the actual me you're talking That's to. That's great. And more on that today on Tech yep. Tuesday. All right. So I woke up and I went, well, this will blow up the Ian segment. Um, so I'm going to do, I'll do like the 75 second description of this and then we can back up and you can either scare the hell out of us or make us feel better. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink company has successfully implanted one of its wireless brain chips in a human, he reported this morning. He said there's promising brain activity that's been detected after the procedure and the patient is recovering well. Here's how they describe it. A computer chip. I'm, I'm trying to dumb this down as best we can here. A computer chip is stitched into the brain by a robot, by the way. <sighs> they remove a small chunk of the skull. They connect the electrodes to certain areas of the brain. They stitch up the hole, they being the robot. What? Uh, little tiny scar, 30 minutes. And, then the, and when this becomes mass, patients get to go home same day. Mm -hmm. Um... Musk describes it as replacing a part of your skull with a smartwatch. Right. Uh, it will be able to control external technologies. You got this brain chip that can control computers, smartphones, no. bodily functions, muscle movements. What? The idea on the good, this will allow people with paralysis to regain oh, motor skills. Okay, there's a positive. Could restore sight. Mm -hmm. Oh, whoa. Could treat brain de uh, diseases like Parkinson's, dementians, uh, dementia, and, and Alzheimer's. That's the, the positive. Uh, in Stay the future, there. in the future, Musk says, <laughs> you'll be able to save and replay memories. Mm -hmm. Basically, you store your memories as a backup and restore the memories, download them into a new body or a robot body. Uh, I don't know Is, about that. You got a, a loved one. You always want to remember a certain time with them, and then they, 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 they die. Uh, you want to revisit it? No, uh, we're veering oh. off of the first part of where you were at. Uh, many people <laughs> this morning are terrified about mind control. Creating cyborgs, playing God. What if someone else can start controlling you? Hack into your computer chip. On and on uh, all and on and on. It goes. There's no such thing as the good without the bad in any realm. Right. Whether we're talking about military uh, uh, movements and weapons, 
or this stuff? Where are you on this whole thing? The good is the good is very, very, very good. I like if if this is one of those technologies where I'm out, you know, weighing the good and the bad. At at this point, thankfully, the good so far outweighs the bad. So by like such a massive margin, because the bad is all few. Like you know. I mentioned just a moment ago that AI came out and people immediately started using it for the worst things you could imagine. Neuralink, which is the the company that um, had, it was responsible for this uh, brain implant, which by the way, they're not the first company to do a brain implant for this type of thing, but they're the first company to do as many sensors inside of the brain as what they're doing. And it's, far, it's a far more advanced process than what other companies have done. There's two other major players in the market that are going to be pretty far behind now that, that Elon has gotten to where he's gotten to. Um, but what we're doing right now, all he's doing is reading. That's all we're doing is reading brain activity. We can already do that now. You can put sensors around the brain and read brain activity, but when you actually place them directly into the brain, the brain activity accuracy is unprecedented compared to what we've had before. So imagine you, you know, a veteran lost his arm in combat, gets a new digital arm strapped on, new hand, and then with, you know, hours or a couple days of training, he can manipulate those fingers with his mind just as if he was doing it naturally and you got your arm back. You know, they, they, these are realities. This is not this is not sci-fi. We're going to be able to do that. It's soon. All, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, months, if not just a couple of years at the at the farthest, because we've already proven the concept. It, we've there's videos of people proving this concept now without the brain implant. So the yeah benefits are huge. Uh, downsides. This is where it gets kind of interesting. So there's no wireless technology built into this yet, um, other than something that you can. I guess you could technically say wirelessly set on the back of your head to communicate with it. So there's a chip that you can, you know, get update its firmware or whatever. But because this device only reads right now, the likelihood of causing a long-term issue with the patient is very low. Once it can start interacting with the brain, that's where things are going to change. Because, you know, as, as, as most of us know, our brain works on electricity, basically, right? Your synapses are what are firing. It's a little bit of burst of electricity. And once you can start interfering with those bursts of electricity and sort of writing data back to the brain or seeing things or, or reliving a memory, that's, uh, that's a sci-fi realm. You yeah. know, there's, 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 we're not there yet. Right, but that's, that's where we're potentially headed. Right. So uh, well, we're going to circle back to all of this and just to bring this full circle. And, and uh, the emailer signed it, Jane Doe. I'm going to give your email to, to Ian, and he can contact you directly about your question. But just to go back to really all of this, but mainly the, the AI and the deep fake porn mm -hmm. stuff, she said, fantastic discussion about the danger of AI revenge porn. This happened to me. Oh, An X oh. released AI audio of me saying slurs no. using podcasts that had my voice to try to get no. me fired. And when that didn't work, he created an account on porn sites using my images, and they were scary realistic. Oh, yeah. oh, no. I'm sorry That's to hear that. Awful. Oh. What'd you do to him? Uh, of course, she's the <laughs> she's the problem, <laughs> right? Of course. Um, so look, I, I, I crammed a lot in. I mean, I knew we, we would have to go fast, yeah. but I scary wanted to stuff. get this stuff out there so we can get some more emails, and and we'll revisit. We're gonna have you back for the scary stuff. It's mm -hmm. The end of the world. Uh, and and I guess only until the end of the world, and we'll keep having him back. <laughs> Tech to you Tuesday with Ian is today at 11 a.m. Right after the sports show on Rad TV and in Sacramento, 1047 FM, 890 AM. They're at tech2u.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.